Hey guys, welcome back to Can I Eat This? This is the podcast. I'm your host, Heather Horton, and um, checking in today with Leona West Fox, who is a functional medicine nutritionist, and she's actually my personal functional medicine nutritionist. She's amazing. So I wanted to, to sit down with her, and we talk about so much stuff that we've got two parts. So this is part one, and part one is just chock full of info, you guys. So I'm so happy you're here. Basically, we start out, she describes kind of the difference between a functional medicine nutritionist and a registered dietitian. She talks about how that the functional medicine side of things evolved, um, how it relates to the medical field. We talk about inflammatory diets. Um, we go into a, a, a touch on cholesterol, but we go into inflammatory diets and, and what you can do to help that, how fiber is involved with your diet. Um, Oh gosh, transit time, a little, little, uh, sidebar on transit time, which is elimination and it, just lovely, better, more PC ways to say pooping, um, or other uh, ways to say it. She also gives some really great resources of, of, um, books and, and, um, services that she likes towards the end of the episode. Um, so I'm, I'm super pumped you guys that are here. Once again, Leona West Fox. A functional medicine nutritionist. We just talk about a whole bunch of stuff. So uh, without further ado, here's Leona. Okay, uh, we're back. Hey, this is Heather, and I am here with Leona West hyphen fox who is a <laughs> functional medicine nutritionist you guys she's my personal functional medicine i'm just gonna brag she's mine my functional but you know maybe later if you stick around you can have her too i'm not i can't guarantee it but i'm <laughs> super pumped that she is joining me today because we are going to talk about um a lot of stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> she's let's like, do it <laughs> yeah she's very chatty too you guys um <laughs> she's very chatty watch out you're in for just just sit back uh, <laughs> so so let's start first you're a functional medicine nutritionist mm-hmm. to, first can you explain to everybody what exactly that is mm-hmm. versus like some people at home might be like well what the heck is that versus a registered dietitian you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing what is that mm-hmm. and um, how did you get started mm-hmm. and all that jazz well functional medicine has I don't know how long it's been around exactly, but it's definitely taken hold in the last 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. So I was originally uh, went through school to be a clinical nutritionist. And then as soon as I started practicing, I landed in a integrative physical medicine practice. And basically okay. that is an environment where there were many different practitioners and the focus was physical medicine. So a lot of rehabilitation and uh, things like that, chiropractor, osteopaths. And a lot of the doctors were being trained in functional medicine. And so I started doing the trainings and then I went on to get a lot of training and certification in functional medicine. And to tell you a little secret, at that point, which was about, I don't know, anywhere from 12-ish, 12 to 14 years ago, you could not look up the term functional nutritionist or functional medicine nutritionist. I thought I made that up. And I was getting training in functional medicine, but I was a nutritionist. Right. 90% plus practitioners getting trained in functional medicine were medical doctors, naturopaths, chiropractors. Okay. So I started calling my practice functional medicine nutrition in order to literally just communicate what it is that I was doing. And years later, that actually became an official term. <laughs> a functional medicine nutritionist so kinda, or a functional nutritionist. <laughs> so maybe you did make it up. <laughs> I like secrets. Um, <laughs> so, um, That's interesting. And the difference between that and a dietitian, mm-hmm. and there's already a little bit of a difference between a nutritionist, a, a certified clinical nutritionist, and a dietitian. Um. But I guess taking it a step further with functional medicine is functional medicine is a way of saying integrative medicine or alternative medicine. Mm -hmm. But maybe a slight difference with functional medicine is it's very much evidence based. So we're still working with a lot of well-researched evidence based uh, information. 
we are looking at the body as a whole, not just in pieces. And we're trying to treat as holistically and preventatively as possible. Functional medicine practitioners, whether you're a medical doctor or a nutritionist, the expectation is that you really understand the body and you understand labs. And you look at labs through a functional lens. And you also look at people through a functional lens, meaning um, identifying subclinical or imbalances that are there that could one day lead to a disease or a breakdown of the body, mm -hmm. or maybe people are in the early stages of something um, and they're not getting a lot of options from their doctor. So being able to look at the person, their, their diet, their lifestyle, their labs, and see where you can make these very specific adjustments and changes that can shift their health um, and not just wait until, you know, the car is completely broken kind of thing. Yeah. And do you think going back to what you just said about the doctor. Doctors, they, this is not their area of expertise. So a lot of them say, oh, go eat, go eat a lot more vegetables, but they just send someone out blindly. And mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know if you know, but I know for a fact with what I do, being a, a physical therapist, I've had doctors tell me that it has shifted in their training over the last 20 something years. It has shifted in what they get in their schooling with mm -hmm. what we can provide them as a, as rehab stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you think that's also changed, shifted with like nutrition? Do you think they're getting that in their schooling before they are out practicing? I mean, because I, I'm from what I've seen still haven't really seen a lot of them be like, Oh, we'll go see a nutritionist or whatever. You know, they don't, mm -hmm. they don't really, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of them think of that first. Well, well, first I will tell you that there's, the Rockefeller Institute, which is a medical research institute, um, had this quote, which is one of my favorite quotes, uh -oh. <laughs> which says, "If the and this is a medical institute, right? This okay. is not a nutrition. Okay, got it. Um, if the doctors of today do not become the nutritionists of tomorrow, the nutritionists of today will become the doctors of tomorrow. <gasps> Interesting. So I like that. I like it, too, because it's true. Or they could at least freaking work together with you guys. Do right. You know what I mean, like establish so good relationships. So it is changing. So yes. it's slow and it's slow moving. But just in my practice over the last, you know, 12 to 14 years, in many ways, it's totally different. Yeah. The pe people, doctors are way more receptive. And the reason it is that way or it's changing is because the science is pushing us in that direction. Right. So I do think the medical industry is changing. I think doctors are changing. They're open. They don't have a lot of time. They are. And let me be clear. Mm -hmm. I'm not bad-mouthing doctors yeah. for sure mm -hmm. because they just, they don't know. Like, they just no. don't, you know. But you wouldn't want me to do surgery, no, you know, not on exactly your leg. That. I would so, not want that. Right? I'll be honest with you. I like you, but I would not <laughs> want you to do surgery on my leg. I want that to be the surgeon. But I want them to have those resources also to right. kind of say, okay, guys, here, go yeah. here. Um, unless, you know, and so they can work with you. Like I, I mentioned to you that my, um, my gynecologist, uh, is very excited about you. She's open to, she's one of those who's like pulling info from everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and she, she's one that I talked to about physical therapy because mm -hmm. she loves physical therapists, but she was, she's been around for so long and I'm just, yes, she's older. You guys, that's what I meant by that. When I say that, um, they weren't getting that information in school, and she we yeah. discussed that. No, so, the whole yeah, thing is that they get two it. hours of of nutrition. Yeah, two hours out of you know fifteen. Right, exactly. Years total or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but I think that people are so interested. People are the average person is is more interested and more educated. The birth of Doctor Google, mm -hmm. and 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 just social media, being able to exchange ideas, information, research in this swift way is just changing everything. It is changing. You're exactly you know? right. Yeah, it's been for the better. I mean, it's and it's, science keeps yeah, and science keeps pushing towards food. You know, because look at where we were prior. You know, all the the boom of the TV with the TV dinners, and look how um, mm -hmm. ugh, that was. <laughs> And then, you know, our cancer shot up and I'm like, oh my God. Um, so how, how we met was kind of uh, a situation where the surgeon said, okay, let's, you know, let's run a full blood panel. Mm -hmm. And we did. He sent me back to my primary care physician mm -hmm. um, to, run, to run blood work. Mm -hmm. And then 
oh, maybe you should see a nutritionist. That was literally what was said. I'm like, okay. Which is phenomenal. I'm like, that's great, but I don't know where to go from here. Mm -hmm. So do you recommend? I don't know. And that was that. So mm-hmm. then I was, you know, um, I don't even know how you found me. You were recommended I by a, remember a, now. a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. yes. And you were <laughs> recommended by a good friend of mine. But you were so busy. You guys, she's so busy. <laughs> just FYI. Um, somebody said, oh, go see this woman. But I went to see someone prior to you. And I, and I told you this. Mm-hmm. Um, she was literally giving everybody... She had a file cabinet, and she would literally give every person that walked in the door mm-hmm. the exact hair. same mm-hmm. handout. Mm-hmm. You should eat this. You should eat this. Whereas when you and I met, you sat down, and I'm just going to brag on you a little bit. <laughs> you sat down with my blood work, and you went through every little category. You went through what's supposed to be in what range, what should be in what range. Because, um, you know, if you get blood work, I'm sure you guys out there, if you've had blood work from your doctor, you've gotten your lab work back, and you you're like, okay. Uh, what next? What, is, what, what is next? Mean? What does this mean? Why? What does this number mean? It shows. It shows I'm high, but I don't understand that. And what does that mean? In the whole and what can I do? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you sat down with me. You went through all my numbers. You took a. You talked to me and found out how crazy I was. And then <laughs> you took a food diary. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept a food journal. Yep. Yep. Whatever you'd like to call it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we we went for it. I say went for mm-hmm. it because. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, guys, it was the hardest three months of my life. <laughs> I had to go through a cleanse because my I was one tick off from, from being diabetic. Uh, you were pre-diabetic. I, pre- I was pre-diabetic, mm-hmm. and I was literally one yep. one number off from being, they from them just saying, you know, you're in the diabetic range. You get on medication. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was, my cholesterol was dangerously high. Um, my cholesterol was always high prior to that, and they knew that was a family thing, but they always just kind of monitored it. Mm-hmm. It was dangerously high. So, um, so my, the plan was, Leona's plan was to do a cleanse that would be the hardest three months of my life. And thank God for my shout out to my coworkers at the time because they totally had my back. Because there were days where I was like, oh, I can't lift my head. I don't know what's happening. Am I? I'm working today. Oh, good. I'm here. I made it. I drove the car. I drove the car here, and I'm here. So what? Tell me, like your kind of what you do, and your like when you meet someone for the first time and that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right. It's totally individual. So every body is different. Yep. Everybody needs different things at different times. And so um, we're kind of bombarded with different fad diets and that might work for one may work for one person, but mm-hmm. it doesn't always work for the next. So I'm really focused on getting to understand the individual. Um, that might be your genetics. Those are going to be your physiological lab, you know, biomarkers. And that's another thing about um, looking at labs through that functional lens, because there's so much you can learn about someone's body. Sometimes I can look at a comprehensive blood work result before I meet someone, mm-hmm. and I can I can just kind of figure out what they're going to look like, what their food preferences are, kind of even interesting little ticks about their personality. There's so much there. You know, I can figure out they're probably vegetarian or they probably eat a lot of this. You know, mm-hmm. there's just there's so much there to, to gather and to help give someone usable steps to make changes. Now, some people want to make change fast. Mm-hmm. Some people want to pace themselves. I got that you wanted to make fast change, and so we just delve wrote it. We know we delve, we delve in. Oh, we do. So we delve, uh, we delve. But but also, I definitely wanted to make change fast because I yeah. was I was really scared and mm-hmm. concerned. Yeah, and that's the thing is you know is is learning who the person is and what speed they want to take, and we're going to take a couple um, you know gears throughout the process it's not going to be on the gas the whole time and sometimes people have to go go for a while and just go at their own pace and some people want to delve in and then we can kind of adjust to a maintenance approach so it just depends but it's really about learning about the person their lifestyle their genetics their physiological markers and really tailoring an approach to their to their food to maybe supplementation to lifestyle factors maybe we have to do some kind of cleanse maybe we do have to do some kind of short-term protocol in order to make a big shift physiologically which the person can feel mm-hmm. and we can also see reflected in the labs which was the case for you yes my labs completely <laughs> you guys uh, high five i was out of the danger zone totally. after the mm-hmm. after the cleanse yeah um 
And then I had a birthday and I ate lots of cake and ice cream. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, but what the good thing is, you're exactly right. I love that it's, it is individualized. I think I was just, um, another episode I was talking with someone about it. It is very individualized. I mean, for me, um, you know, just talking about, here we go again. We talked about this in another episode, pooping. Um, mm-hmm. you know, very important. Yeah. Like not everybody can, is okay with that based on what they're eating. And then some people eat garbage and they just poop three times a day and they're totally fine. Um, it is it, it, very individual. And I like mm-hmm. that that's how you operate because, mm-hmm. um, that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. You should operate. Every person is different. Totally. Um, yeah. And hopefully that process, and you can attest that this has been true for you so far, is a learning process for yourself, is, is really learning more about how you tick. And so mm-hmm. it's not just a short-term process, but it's a process of you, not me, just me discovering who you are, but you yeah. getting a better sense of, oh, yeah, you know, like Completely. listening. Yeah, because here's the thing. Like before we started working together, I knew all the years in my life before I met you, I knew that there would be days, God, I feel really bloated or, and I, but I wouldn't, I couldn't put two and two together Mm -hmm. or, or there would be days, man, I haven't, you know, pooed in three days. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad. Um, I don't, you know, I remember being in a patient's house, um, doing home health in another city. Um, and she was watching some informational thing about, Oh, did you know you guys for real? I'm so sorry. This is, we will no longer talk about poop. I know. I just, there was another episode. I talked a lot about poop. Um, but this is kind of pooping is a big deal. Um, and she was talking about, yes, it should just slide right out of you. It should not be a very difficult thing to do. And my good Lord, maybe I'm doing something wrong. (laughs) I had no, but that, that had been my whole life. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't know anything different. Yeah, Yeah. I knew nothing different. So I thought that was normal for me. Sure. Had no Mm -hmm. idea. Um, you know, there you go. So, and just to support you, yes. Uh, elimination is a huge part of our health. And if we're not, if we don't have good transit time, which basically transit, what time. goes in should go out. If you want to do a test, eat a bunch of raw beets and see <laughs> transit time. See, see, check. Here's, here's the, here's the coursework for this podcast today. Okay. Um, homework, you guys. Homework is eat some raw beets and then look for your transit time. Um, should there be a stopwatch? or? <laughs> no. Oh, you're talking about so, from the time it goes in to when it comes out. I thought right. you meant so we're looking, when it's coming out, you're timing it. No, so we're, no, no. So we're okay. looking for ideally the next morning. <laughs> If not, the morning after that. And if we, if we have not seen, um, a nice bright red elimination, uh, then you have slow transit. Time. Oh, wow. Okay. And that means there's, and not to simplify things or oversimplify, cause, but just to, you know, give you some kind of, you know, bearings is that that simple test, that's a good way to, to know, you know, if you, if you're moving waste through your body efficiently and if you're not, you're probably, creating a lot of imbalances in bacteria. There might be more prone to inflammation. So mm-hmm. it's not the end-all, be-all, but, you know, just a fun little... A little test. little test. Yeah, a little experiment. Since we're on the subject. But it is an yeah. important subject. Is it? A, is it a, it's a very important hallmark of your health, so... It... it that's... Yes. And um, I got to learn that. But I wasn't god i'm not going to go into it i had a friend who went to this um retreat and they observed their their poop anyway i didn't go that that's that's i'm like i'm glad that was you and not me um but it is a i told leona when i first met her i'm like if you can get, make me poop regularly i will love you forever so there and i remember that yes and she was like oh my god this person but then but she has and i and i i'm i love her forever so Anyway, <laughs> um, part of my situation, and let's talk about this a little bit, because this is a common thing I think we're finding these days. Um, this was a this was a problem for me, and this is what kind of um, led to me uh, us meeting, um, because they were actually concerned that my Achilles was going to rupture. So, mm-hmm. um, what was causing this was a more inflammatory diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course, once I had the blood panel done, you checked everything out. Um, can you speak on what that means? Mm-hmm. What is an inflammatory diet? Mm-hmm. Um, what that can mean for your body, mm-hmm. what problems it can cause for your body mm-hmm. and 
you know. Yep. I mean, first, just a disclaimer is that you could, you know, you could spend a couple hours just talking about it. But in, yes. but in many ways, it's also very simple. But there's no way I could cover all the Completely. components of yes. that. Let's just gloss over um, it. Okay, let's gloss okay. over okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> So, I mean, first off, inflammation is a really natural process, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you stub your toe and all of a sudden it's red and it's swelling. That's inflammation. And that inflammation is really necessary because that's your immune system um, healing, itself. healing healing itself. the body. Right. Yeah. yeah. So inflammation in the short term is perfectly normal and natural when you get when you get a cold and you're sometimes we think when we get a cold the virus is causing all the symptoms, you know, mm-hmm. oh this cold is making me, you know, giving me a headache and it's making me um, you know, my nose stuffy and all these things. No. The virus isn't doing that. Your immune yeah. system is doing yeah, that. Yeah, your body is, and side note, yeah, mm-hmm. your body is, is doing itself. From a physical therapy standpoint also, swelling is also normal, but you don't want to have excessive swelling because that can actually cause uh, a problem with your um, your function. So swelling's normal because, once again, that's part, that's part of that inflammatory response where the body's healing itself. But people say, oh, I'm just swollen. It's no big deal. I'm like, no, but you want to keep that swelling to a minimum if you can. A little swelling's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But you want to get out of control because then it actually hinders your your progress and your healing right. from there. Okay. And what ahead, about sorry. chronic swelling? So this is yes. what we're talking about is chronic, chronic inflammation. inflammation. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So short-term inflammation, normal. We, we're happy it happens. That's how the immune system, um, you know, repairs. And so whether that's a virus or an injury or whatever else. Um, but chronic inflammation is something that whether it's localized to your Achilles or it's more systemic where it's affecting your our arteries or it's affecting um, your brain or other parts of your body, that chronic inflammation is not natural. And in the extreme, chronic inflammation would also result in an autoimmune condition. Mm-hmm. Because the immune system is supposed to stay neutral for most of the time. And then it's only on the attack, so to speak, when you have a reason for it. But chronic attack starts to ignite an attack on the body itself, which then can turn into an autoimmune condition. But there's somewhere in between that. So somewhere between that acute, um, you know, temporary inflammation that's normal and then that hyper, you know, immune response that's just ongoing in a mm-hmm. full-blown chronic disease when with um you know with rheumatoid arthritis then const there's this constant attack mm-hmm. um so in between that is low-grade chronic inflammation so maybe you have several headaches you know a week maybe you have bloating that just happens like most days these are signs your body is talking yeah. these are minor um, sources of inflammation. These are the first stages of your body talking. And then there's other signs of chronic inflammation. And so there's a lot of things that play into, into inflammation that don't even have to do with food. Stress ignites a lot of stress hormones induce inflammation in the body. But so does food. Food is, you know, food is the, uh, alongside of stress, it's the biggest constant in how you can influence your body mm-hmm. to inflammation or away from inflammation. Yeah. Okay. So you want to talk about the foods that sway you one way or another? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> so, okay. So, so foods that... Because that's what you essentially say. When you say inflammatory diet, mm-hmm. you are, you are intaking a lot of foods that are causing that, that yeah. chronic state. Right. Okay. So, and, exactly. and, and so there are, there are foods that have specific, um, actions against or, or for inflammation. Mm-hmm. But then there are also bigger things too, because constipation in and of itself, just to, you know, mm-hmm. come back around to that. Yep. Slow transit time, that's going to hold waste longer in the body, which yeah. then is going to change. Um, everything slows down, toxicity, blood sugar, fat metabolism, and then toxins themselves, the cells get exposed longer, which can make changes in the cells. Mm-hmm. So um, good elimination is good for, for that. So good f- foods to avoid. Uh, for inflammation or foods to at least, let's not say, say even avoid, although in some cases you will want to completely right. avoid these foods. Right. Um, but in some cases it's also just, um, managing your intake of those foods. So obviously you can't lead off talking about inflammation without talking about sugar. Right. And I'm sorry, sugar is like the one. <laughs> I'm so sad right now. I'm so sad. 
Sugar, um, why you gotta be such? Do a- you know that many people theorize that if we understood the effects of refined white sugar on our bodies the way that we didn't understand when that first, you know, became readily available, yeah, that it would be a controlled substance. That if we wow. just now discovered right white refined sugar that wheat would be a controlled substance like alcohol like alcohol yeah that makes sense because yeah like we talked about i mean we talked about addiction type levels for like cheese and also (laughs) for like i love cheese and i love sugar and and sugar yeah so like when i was going through the first what i talked about earlier when i was going through that the cleanse the first week was like coming off of a it was literally felt like a detox and mm-hmm. I'm, and I've mm-hmm. never done drugs. Mm-hmm. The only time I've ever had a really high level drug in my body was when I had the pain pills for my surgery mm-hmm. and I did have a, like a little detox kind of coming off of that, mm-hmm. um, for 24, it was, it was maybe I say 24 hours, maybe like 36 hours worth of where I was like, you know, I was out cold. I was sweating. I like it. Mm-hmm. I went through a whole kind of little whatever. Mm-hmm. So same thing with the with the de- with the cleanse that mm-hmm. we did. The first week was mm-hmm. like, whoa, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, I felt like I was getting a hard drug out of my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. It is. It is. Yeah, to Absolutely. think about that because har- like, why would a cookie do that to me? <laughs> like a lovely, lovely cookie that is just delicious. Mm-hmm. Be that much of an animal. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean you never have a cookie again. Okay. This is true. I'm- and it doesn't mean that you can't um, buy or make better sources of the things that you love. Because we have more options than ever we um, do. to and- have healthier versions, lower mm-hmm. sugar versions, avoid refined flours and sh- refined sugars when we are you know, making these things or eating these things. So I just want people to know that, you know, I, it doesn't mean totally get rid of something that you love. Right. And that there's room yeah. for, you know, there, there's, everything is about a balance. Yeah. And I, I encourage people generally outside of, you know, these short term aggressive protocols or cleanses that we want to, you know, speed things up on our healing. Outside of that, we want to take the 80 20 rule. Yeah. And we don't want to be food phobic. We don't want to fear food. We want to embrace food. I love food. Mm-hmm. And there's room for, a treat and I say a treat not a cheat when people say to me oh god I cheated no 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 you didn't cheat you treated yeah because the worst thing we can do is is have I mean we use a lot of people already come with a lot of issues around food and one hallmark of working with a nutritionist hopefully is a nutritionist that actually opens up your relationship with food Mm -hmm. and helps you also to kind of flesh out some of the toxic relationships you've had with food in the past. Well, I'll, I will say this from personal experience. Um, I am eating more vegetables because of you and consistently, consistently. Yeah. Because here's the deal. Like, and, and one of them is the green juice I take in in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Um, that's an easy way for me to so get easy. a big bunch of it in. Because here's yeah. the thing. I I know there's people out here listening that um, they may be similar to my background. I grew up in the Deep South. Everything was fried and meat and potatoes. Very few vegetables. If it mm-hmm. was vegetables, it might have been fried, like fried okra or whatever, <laughs> which I hated fried okra. But so which means I ate <laughs> no vegetables. Mm-hmm. To me, a vegetable was a potato. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a baked potato or whatever, or mashed potatoes or whatever. Um, lima beans. I did some beans, but it's a bean. You know, I didn't have a ton of anything mm-hmm. green mm-hmm. or colorful on my plate, which is mm-hmm. horrible. And I drank a lot of soda growing up. So mm-hmm. for sure, this has been helpful mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah, and adding in all the veggies. Even, even if it's like... You are eating... More of an anti-inflammatory diet. And in many, and actually, I mean, some, you go weeks and months at a time where you are at the, you are absolutely eating a full on anti-inflammatory diet. And you've seen the difference in how you heal. Yes. How you were able to go back to the level of exercise that mm-hmm. you would had to, you know, you set goals for. Mm-hmm. I had so to jump back in. Yeah. So you can, you can see the difference. So totally. So coming back to sugar. Yes. Although, um, let me tell mm-hmm. a funny story really quick. Please do. Um, mm-hmm. so she's, she's saying nice things about me, but you guys, she has this app that we, we track our food on. And then when I meet with her, there was one time I met with her 
where she said, hey, I think you just missed the um, the serving size. You input these cookies. I'm like, nope. Did, it was like <laughs> maybe like 20-something cookies. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, nope, that was I knew exactly what I was doing. <laughs> I had a moment of weakness and I ate 20-something. <laughs> but they were tiny. They were tiny cookies. But still, she, she was like, she was sure, you guys, that I made the mistake. And then when I said, nope, she started laughing. I was like, okay. All right, so I was, but I, but I kept it real in the app. I tracked yep. it. I put them yep. all in there. All the, be transparent. <laughs> they can't be real. <laughs> okay, sorry. Coming back to sugar. Yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> but that's not your norm. Do you know? There's many people, that, and and yeah. most people have felt this where they feel like in that kind of drug component that you can't even get through a single day without a, without a treat. one or more. Yeah. Um, sources of refined sugar. Now, sweet is a very natural taste. And so the the taste of sweet is totally natural. We want to get the taste of sweet. And I promise you, you guys, there is this thing that maybe you can attest to that when you do go through that process where you start to kind of flush the excess, you know, use like trimming the fat of all the junky food that is very pro-inflammatory, um, which we'll, we'll get more into the specifics um, beyond the sugar. Once you do that, there is this shift that occurs and it happens really quickly. People will report it between a week to a month where all of a sudden your taste buds change. And mm-hmm. so maybe at first you're applying willpower. Yes. Um, but then all of a sudden it's like the, the fog lifts on your taste buds and you're tasting food in a different way and fruit tastes different mm-hmm. and a sweet potato with some butter on it tastes like amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and you really can, it's like re, it's almost like, it's like reigniting your relationship with food. Yeah. And, and, and you're like, wow, this really tastes delicious. So I promise you, it's not like this just biting your teeth the whole time or grinning, you know, whatever the expression is. Um, because you do change, your taste buds change. They do. You're exactly right. Um, yeah, even if like you got off a lot of, go back to cheese. Um, like there's a ton of, if there was a ton of cheese in your diet and you cut a lot of that out, um, it's like you're not, you don't, long for it or if there's like this pizza joint you go to and then you go to have a sliced pizza you just doesn't taste the same you're like mm, this was the big deal you know whatever and then you love all the other really healthier stuff like you're just like well, man this is amazing totally um, and, and then also in this in the, in the same respect i think these things that should be put into their appropriate category which is the treat category if you're having these things multiple times a week they're not really your treat they're your habit right and so you got to put the habits back into the treat category so when you do have that slice of cake or that slice of pizza it's like you you can you can enjoy it i can't tell you how many people who don't even enjoy the the you know the quote-unquote treats or cheats Mm -hmm. they're like they're feeling horrible throughout it you should never feel bad when you eat okay did you hear me never feel bad when you eat no so so enjoy your food yeah. and and when you ha- and when you're eating healthy and you know that you're also taking good care of your body um it's even it's even more of a treat when you have those things true and i also say this if you um when you are eating really well and you do have something that may help you continue to eat really well if you do have one of those treats your body may let you know, ooh, I don't, I don't, this is not good. I don't feel good right now. Yeah. And then maybe you just, the frequency mm-hmm. of having that treat is yeah. less and less because, yeah, it's your true. body's like, ugh. And you feel it. Like, I've felt those moments where, God, mm-hmm. I just feel awful right now. Like, after it's you true. Eat you something. can't get away with the same. And you, and you know immediately. So your body just helps you re- regulate. <laughs> yeah. You're like, man, you know, the whole week was great. And then you go eat some pizza and you're just like, ugh, I just feel terrible after. So your body lets you know too, like if you're eating really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so it's just kind of putting sugar back in its place, which is that occasional treat. If it's your birthday, enjoy that piece of cake. Um, so, or and whatever else, but keep it as a treat. Um, if you're eating sugar on, you know, on a weekly basis or it's a daily basis, uh, refined sources of sugar, not whole natural sugar, like from fruit, um, then you're definitely increasing inflammation in the body. When your, when your body's taking longer to manage your glucose, when you're having dysregulation with insulin, 
that is going to create a lot of inflammation in your body, which obviously can lead to things like diabetes, but it leads or prediabetes that will lead to diabetes, but it actually leads to joint pain, Mm -hmm. to headaches, to skin rashes, to acne, to hormonal issues. You know, as women, we're really susceptible to having increased PMS um, when we're having a lot of sugar on a regular basis. And again, I'm talking about this is a part of your daily, weekly kind of thing. That's your when regular the, yeah, you're yeah, regular. Yeah. For sure. A doctor once explained it, you know, every time you have like a huge sugary, whatever, it's like punching your pancreas in the gut. Yeah. I thought that was a, every time I, I actually mm-hmm. remember that every, mm-hmm. I think that analogy is amazing. Mm-hmm. You're just like totally sucker punching your pancreas. Yeah. Um, and potentially you, the rest of your body. Too. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. can you explain, let's talk, let's go back to fruit. Cause I know mm-hmm. people, um, they may have an imbalance with like, oh, I eat a crap ton of, uh, fruit, but not that many veggies. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there are certain fruits that are more sugary than others. Can you mm-hmm. kind of let people know kind of, um, maybe some higher level sugar content fruits and what's, what you should steer away from and what mm-hmm. is it maybe okay? Yeah. I mean, I think in general, if you don't have prediabetes, diabetes, you're not, um, you don't have PCOS, you're not significantly overweight, you shouldn't worry about fruit at all. Mm-hmm. Or you don't have a history, like a strong family history. But if you do have a strong family history, you're prediabetes, you're more than 25 or 30 pounds overweight, you have PCOS, then yeah, you even do, you do want to be um, even mindful of fruits that are a little bit higher sugar and then stick to the lower sugar fruits, low sugar, high fiber, because fiber is the game, the name of the game, name of the game. when it fiber. comes to fiber, plant fiber, because we grew up, we grew up <laughs> hearing a lot about fiber, but what did, what did we equate fiber with? Well, I remember equating fiber with apples. Well, that is excellent. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> I got something right growing up. <laughs> Yay! You guys grew- her face when she saw it. She looked at me like, oh my god. I thought she wanted to high-five me just then. I- Your parents did something right. Uh, totally. Okay. So most people grew up thinking that fiber was about cereal and bread. Oh, and yes. Kellogg's and that. All that, the fiber cereals. All the fiber. you got to get your one. fiber. Yes, yes. you got to get all those grains in to get your fiber. But that's yeah. not... That fiber from grains is not quite the same fiber that we get from fruits, from vegetables, from seeds, nuts. Um, fruits, I would also include avocado, which is a really high fiber um, food, fruit. Um so we want to get plant fiber, legumes, nuts, um, nuts, seeds, beans, lentils. So um, we want to get fiber from these plant sources that are not necessarily grains. Yeah. Um, so, and fiber helps control sugar. So I sometimes will ask a trick question, like what's better to have just a piece of toast or just plain or mm-hmm. with butter mm-hmm. or have a potato plain or to, you know, add some, some, you know, chopped onions and some even butter or avocado, sour cream. Not that I'm for sour cream, but the fact is, is that when you add fat and fiber to carbohydrates, you actually shift their impact in terms of what we call their glycemic index or their glycemic Mm -hmm. value. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're eating things that contain sugar, then you want to also pair it up with number one fiber and maybe also fat. So like an example would be if somebody ate um, a date, if they had it with an almond, that that would actually kick down the glycemic index by like 10 to 15 points. Mm -hmm. If you had a baked potato with butter on it, you would knock down the impact on your blood sugar by 20 points. Mm. Um, So... So fiber definitely, fiber and fat mm-hmm. make a difference. Yeah. So a high fiber, low sugar uh, fruit that you can never go wrong with is definitely berries. I mean, berries, not only that, berries are a superfood. They're really nutrient dense. They have a really high antioxidant value. It's the, what we call our auric, auric value. So they're like the, the best fruit as a go-to. Nice. And you can do frozen berries because berries aren't always in season or depending on where you live, they're not always available. And frozen berries are just as fun. Mm-hmm. And then higher sugar fruits. 
first off, dried fruits and fruit juices. I mean, those are the biggest problems. Dried fruits? Dried fruits. Oh, wow. Why is that? All the, all the water is gone. Oh, it's just sucked out. And a lot of the, some of the fiber is diminished. Oh, wow. And now you've just, con- the thing that you've concentrated the most in dried fruit is actually the sugar content of all things. I've never, um, I've never been, I've never been drawn to dried food, fruit, which is why I guess I've, we've never, it's never come up in mm. our conversation. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now I know all. <laughs> so dry, but that. you know, if you ate dried fruit alone or if you mixed it with some nuts, yeah. again, you'd be, then it might be okay. Then it would be okay because yeah, the yeah. fat and the fiber from the nuts would balance the, the dried right. fruit. So wow. fruit juice, like pasteurized fruit juice, not something that you made yourself. You just put fruit in a smoothie. Now yeah. the fiber is still intact, right? But if you get fruit juice, most of that fiber is gone. Mm-hmm. And now that that sugar is just has no fiber to slow it down. It's just going speeding like a race car. Um, and prior to my injury um, and subsequent meeting with Leona, I loved pineapple. Pineapple is one of the big... Mm-hmm. Big old sugary ones. Very, isn't it? very high sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Now and I just and basically treat that's a lot. <laughs> if I go yeah. to a, if I go to a workshop, I'm like doop 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 oh, pineapple, I'll get to grab a couple of cubes. And so and that's an easy way to remember higher sugar fruits is most of your tr- tropical fruits mm-hmm. are going to be higher sugar. Okay. So that's an easy thing to remember. Yeah. And then citrus fruits really depend on how sweet it is. I mean it's yeah. as simple as that. So if it's more of what we would call a sub acid mm-hmm. citrus fruit, so like a less sweet citrus fruit, it's going to have less sugar. Okay. Um, and then your stone fruits are somewhere in the middle there too. So those are like peaches, nectarines, plums. Stone fruit. Stone fruit. I've never heard them called stone That's like fruit. the European ways. But, oh. or, or, and also a clinical way of a stone fruit. Yeah, definitely. Um, had, okay, yeah. But pe- mm-hmm. I'm sorry, peaches and nectarines. So all and, stone fruits and cherries. Um, and then, and then after that, apples, pears, Again, the less sweet citrus, berries, those are kind of lower. Mm-hmm. Another higher sugar fruit can be grapes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that is not, that is not a tropical, but grapes also are a high antioxidant superfood. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, unless someone was diabetic, don't have grapes. Just know that it is a higher sugar yeah, fruit. Yeah, just be on, um, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's all about portions, too. That, once again, don't eat 22 cookies and, um, at one time. Um, it is about portions. Okay. Nice. So what do you suggest for for someone um, thinking they want to kind of uh, make a move within their diet? Uh, uh, do you have like some resources that you point to in terms of um, websites or mm-hmm. even your, your site? Or what mm-hmm. do you suggest in terms of like recipes and mm-hmm. that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I have, I, I like a few. Let okay. me see if I can. Oh, and even like mm-hmm. the, the, the big popular thing now is the, of course, um, cooking at home, the stuff, the, the food delivery services mm-hmm. that deliver your box of stuff and then yep. you cook all week and whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about those too. Like what okay. are your favorites and that kind of thing? Okay. Um, definitely there's some good resources and one book that I really like and yet the author is escaping me, um, is called How Not to Die. Mm. It's wow, funny, it's very morbid. Funny, it's a morbid, funny <laughs> title, but it's it's a really excellent book on okay. how not uh, to die nutrition. Got mm-hmm. it. Um, I actually do like Mark Hyman, which has really popularized functional medicine. You know, he's a really recognizable face mm-hmm. of functional medicine, and I think he has a lot of. And he just came out with a new book, which I don't remember the name of. Um, but his new book is great and really food centered. Okay. Um, so I think anything with Mark Hyman is a really good resource for understanding, um, you know, the principles of nutrition and functional medicine combined. And so that's a great resource, I think. Eat fat. No, that's not him. Not eat, not eat fat. Get them. Who's that? That's, that is one. Is that's that one? The, that's okay. The, that's, that's not the, the one you're talking Got it. Book. Okay. Yeah. Trying to look up your, so oh, we can let our people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how not to die. Yeah. Um, we'll make sure we get all these. We'll get them on the, uh, yeah. on the webs on the, on the show notes, you guys. Okay. Okay. Gene Stone. There it is. Gene Stone. Okay. Great. <laughs> how not to die. Discover yeah. the food scientifically proven to not let you die. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gene Stone. <laughs> that was not the full title. <laughs> um, great. 
Okay. So Mark Hyman, which he has a lot of resources, um, and he's very you know, recognizable. Yeah. Some of you may already have already heard of him. Um, How Not to Die is a great book. Um, and recipes. Gosh, there's so many good ones. Nourishing Foods is one of my favorites. That Clean Life is a great one. Nourishing Foods. Nourishing uh, Foods.com. Okay, ThatCleanLife.com. Okay. Those are great resources for making really, especially that clean life is making really simple, healthy, yummy foods. Um, and you can kind of choose, you know, the, the amount of time. If it's a 15 minute recipe compared to like a 45 minute recipe. Um, a lot of the food delivery places. So some of them, they, they have the food prepared and then you make it. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite for that would be Green Chef because it's because it's organic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some great delivery places, but a lot of I think the best ones are the local ones, mm-hmm. and we can post the local ones. But obviously, people will be listening from all over, so you want to look to see where your local, uh, if you have them, which a lot of people do. Um, they're getting more and more popular. Where you can. We spend so much money eating out, and I promise you that if you switch to a healthy, semi-organic or all-organic um, food delivery where you're getting most of your meals from them, you will actually pay about the same as if you if you were eating out as if you were eating out. But now eat you have control over yeah. the amount of you know antioxidant, anti-inflammatory foods that you you took in. If you are trying to make these key changes or stay on track with a certain approach to your diet, anti-inflammatory being the the the, the source of that. But there may be other things. Maybe you mm-hmm. want you need to be gluten free for a while, or you need to yeah. um, avoid you know whatever it is. You can work with some of these food delivery um, services, and then you're going to end up paying less, yeah. or at least the same, than and eating out. Pretty much all of them also do a really good job of letting you choose. You yeah, know, you can totally. I mean, you're like I'm on a usually diet, you can diet, customize or I'm it. on this. Yes, I'm on a gluten free yeah, diet. Right. You know, they they will let you choose kind of what. Yeah, you can right. like you said customize what you need. Yeah, um, but yeah. but and then also working with a nutritionist is as a nutritionist, it's my job to figure out you know what's what's your your interest level, your skill level in terms of cooking. What's your lifestyle like? So we can put together Zero. a food plan. <laughs> we can put together a food plan that's reasonable. And sometimes it is me helping you know, figure out what the best food delivery is for that person I'm working with. Sometimes it's putting together what's the best meal plan that they can prepare or at least half prepare. So when you're working with someone like myself, you can really work with them to get to the specifics of how you're going to actually make this all happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm jo- like all just excited. I, I'm, I really am not proficient in the kitchen. Um, well, you're more proficient than you think. Well, that's but, true. I, but <laughs> are that you're saying? I mean, I, I, you know, I grew up. My sister would hang out with my mom, and and I learned a few things from her. But I was a lot of times outside playing or playing with the boys or whatever. Um, so it's so you still, pushed your envelope a lot in that direction. I and have hopefully been pleasantly surprised. Yes, 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 yes. I wish I had more time. I think that's probably yeah. one of the biggest things I hear from people, and it's mm-hmm. true for me. Is I wish I had time to watch a video on how to do this meal on one of your sites, you know, and mm-hmm. then, you know, get excited about it, get all the ingredients, you know, and, oh, let's, let's try it out. You know, um, I've tried a couple of new things mm-hmm. recently, but, um, I wish I had more time to, well, to mm-hmm. you know, try some things. Well, with that, which is something that we've explored is you got to give yourself reasonable goals. And that's also part of you being really honest with yourself and if you are working with someone like me is being honest with the practitioner you're working with because you want something that's realistic and you want to set goals that are that are reachable so you know if you decide you're going to make one new recipe a week or one new recipe a month mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or if you're going to buy three new types of foods that week that are these anti-inflammatory high antioxidant foods that you have that haven't been in regular circulation or maybe you've never even tried and you're going to avoid one food that you're that for that week maybe you're going to go one week and not have any cheese for that whole week and you're also going to eat walnuts and blueberries Mm -hmm. okay and you go that whole week and that's what you do and maybe you come up with one recipe so it's like giving yourself, when it comes to actually the application of that in terms of foods, 
Give yourself, don't give yourself like a new shopping list that has 50 new foods. Don't give yourself 10 new recipes for that week. It's just not realistic. So you've got to. And you gotta, don't want to like, yeah, and you don't want to set yourself up to fail. Exactly. Because then you won't ever right. really make strides. Yeah. Totally, totally. It's, I'm all about the, you know, slow and steady. It's about the tortoise that wins the race. Mm-hmm. It's not the rabbit that jumps out. I mean, and the then, rabbit's more exciting, but. I get you. I get the tortoise yeah. is really where it's at. It is. Okay. It totally All is. Right. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> okay, yeah, so where reasonable can... goals. Good. Uh, reasonable goals, you guys. All right. Well, listen, where can people hook up with you? Uh, I know you're online. Do you want to pop out your social media or mm-hmm. if you want to, them to find you? Yep, leonawest.com. <laughs> and um, Leona West, functional nutritionist on Facebook. Um, I, I don't have my Instagram happening right now. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. You're a horrible person. I know. It's get awful. on that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. So those are okay, so easy ways to get a hold see, of me. LeonaWest.com mm-hmm. for the website. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. on your website? I know you do some blog posts and I do some blog posts and I, and some articles that I've written that I've, um, reposted and I share a lot of stories from, um, people from that clients. I've worked with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. so you can, I think one way of really understanding how working with a functional nutritionist could help you mm-hmm. is actually reading other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. I think people are really, surprised and inspired at how many conditions and ways that food and and having a food first or food focused approach can really shift so many different health conditions and i think when you read other people's journey or experience and it's it definitely gives you that insight and inspiration for sure and then on facebook it's leona west functional nutritionist Mm -hmm. um if people wanted to work with you if they're not in la Mm -hmm. what do you say to that is it possible or is it not i work with people all over the country i even have a few people i work with in other uh other countries nice uh so same thing they can just get my contact information i mean or they can call yeah, 310-405-5366 and speak with my awesome assistant, Jenny, and she can help schedule. And I do work with people remotely. And if they do labs, we set them up wherever they are in their state. So usually it's doable Mm -hmm. um, if we can't work face-to-face. That's great. I think that's a huge thing because someone could be in a very remote location Mm -hmm. and... and may not have access to someone like you. So mm-hmm. I think that's really... So you can do phone calls, Skype, yeah. I think it's... And, and like you like you were speaking earlier on just the internet and how things are so, like, keeps everything kind of connected. Now mm-hmm. people can, you know, yep. have access to your services too, which I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, um, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. For hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a blast. Now I've got to get off of here, you guys, and she's got to look over my stuff because, I mean, <laughs> oh, boy, 22 cookies. Um, and I apologize. We've had a little bit of uh, – we have a gym. Uh, we're at Leona's office currently, and I think uh, maybe some people were working out pretty mm-hmm. hardcore downstairs <laughs> at the gym. So if you heard some – um, I think that was them that kind was of them. working out. But yeah, I, I, but we, we powered through it, and we did okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It wasn't Fargo barking, so that's okay. Uh, anyway, thank you again. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, guys. Till next time. Bye. Bye.